Okay, now this is the principles that I uh, teach in my mastermind. Um, I haven't got obviously all that time to go into it in depth, so I'm just gonna give you an overview of it, but it basically works like this. This is the Paul Goff audio experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hi, everyone. It's Caitlin here in the Orlando office today, bringing you the daily podcast. Today, Paul talks about how to walk the fine line between making sure that you're not doing work that your staff should be. If you've hired staff, then you want to make sure you're getting the best ROI. But at the same time, be sure that you're not overloading them with more and more things to do just because you're paying them. There's a delicate balance to maintain, and Paul introduces you to the 10-80-10 formula that he uses to make sure his staff is productive as well as how he gets so many things done in multiple businesses in two countries. Enjoy the show, and please follow Paul on Instagram and YouTube, at the Paul Goff, for more business and marketing tips like this. All right, so let's get going. Let's do uh, yet another, yet another episode of Paul Goff's Business Lessons for Physical Therapists. I don't know about you, but I'm having the time of my life putting out these uh, these podcasts. It's uh, it's great. I'm back in Britain. Um Back in Britain, and um, it's summer. I'm enjoying. Uh, I'm enjoying being home. Enjoying being in the office in the building uh, with all of my team back here in the UK. And uh, just feel like I have a little more time on my hands uh, right now. I'm beginning to wind down for um, paternity leave. I'm out uh, in the next couple of days, so I'm just uh, wrapping up some loose ends and uh, just generally enjoying uh, enjoying being back in Britain. It's uh, feels like I'm on holiday, uh, even though I'm at work. So loving just taking a little extra time. I'm uh, back uh, practicing my early morning routines. I was uh, up an hour or so earlier this morning and, and just getting back into a routine uh, or getting ready for a new routine, if you like, with a new baby arriving in our world. In the next uh, in the next eight or nine days, it's going to be uh, fun in the Goff household and we're all going to have to find new routines, new sleeping patterns and new habits, uh, which is... Uh, which is great, and we obviously can't wait for uh, that side of, uh, of of everything to happen. Um, so yeah, I'm back in the office and loving just putting these podcasts out. Hopefully you are enjoying them. Uh, producer Jake is doing a great job back in Orlando of uh, getting this content out alongside Amy, uh, who uh, supports Jake very very well at the street uh, kind of strategic level if you like they talk together as a team now uh, pulling out content from the archives we've got one in britain one in uh, the uk we have a server which uh, connects via the internet and um, the two of them uh, dig deep into the server from content over the last four or five years that we've been putting stuff out we've pretty much recorded everything uh, that i've ever done uh, is in that vault and uh, the team are going through it and, and pulling out some classics for you so hopefully you're enjoying it uh, and wherever i can i'll jump in and give you um i'll give you a podcast like this where we uh, wax lyrical over one specific uh, topic of running a business uh, which today is how much work should you be doing if you have staff how much work should you be doing if you have staff we're going to talk about that today a little bit of housekeeping uh, for you orlando uh, october 17th is our strategic planning day is a great place for you to jump in and start with us uh, and before that if you want to head over to dublin we're doing it in dublin august 
27th which is a Wednesday and flying out to Dublin for four days we've got the UK European mastermind heading over to Dublin um, as well as a strategic planning day so uh, get in touch Paul at paulgoff.com I'd love to meet you face to face uh, it's undoubtedly the best next step for you after this podcast what else we've got a new book coming out in a couple of weeks um i'll tell you more about that on the uh, next few podcasts i am in the middle of organizing a five cities in five days east coast trip in september uh, i think the date is september the 11th whatever that monday is uh, let me get my calendar up um we're going to do five cities in five days starting monday the 9th Monday the 9th through Friday the 13th, we're going to do five different cities in five days. I'll be leaving Orlando on Monday morning the 9th, and we're going to head into five different clinics, um, five different clinics, and do staff training. I'm going to do live, on the road, uh, staff training, on the fly. I'm going to turn up in five different clinics on the east coast of the US and work with front desk and PT staff. Um, it's a combination of a book signing, uh tour it is a meet up we'll announce the details on meetup.com uh, so that you can come and hang out with us i'll sign your books uh we're going to record everything uh you'll get to watch a lot of it on facebook live a lot of it will appear on this podcast uh on my instagram and youtube channel as well primarily youtube you've got to head over there that's really where we're uh, we've invented or created a new podcast a new youtube channel the paul goff head over there and subscribe because that's where a lot of my uh, staff trainings are going to be housed. Uh, if you you know, you know love the stuff that I do with my team where I coach them and help them get better at answering the phone, just working with clients, customer service, converting in the treatment room, the uh, the YouTube channel is primarily the place you've got to go for that, the Paul Goff. So head over there and subscribe. Um, I'm planning on doing a lot of tours now um, into the US, which as I said was my, my goal of moving to the US was just to establish a base, get my team organized, to free me up basically so that I could get on the road and do the stuff that I love to do, which is get face to face with people, get into the clinics, help people. Um, and I'm uh, starting to think about maybe do we need to do a little wild tour? We're going to do a five day, uh, five cities East Coast tour. We're definitely going to do it on the West Coast. I'm going to do it central as well in 2020. Uh, and we're already starting to think about is there a way or uh, what is the path of a wild tour that might take us through Australia, New Zealand, Canada uh and dubai possibly so uh watch this space uh we are definitely thinking 10x as grant cardone would like to uh say i'm having a lot of fun loving it having the time of our life literally we are having the time of our life in this business uh, i believe the more uh, skilled that you get in business um, the challenges don't necessarily go away uh, you just learn to, to deal with them better and you most definitely can enjoy the ride it doesn't have to be a struggle um, for anybody who is struggling it's nearly always because um, it's a lack of a skill if you like in a certain area which if you had um, you know would, would help you to overcome that situation in your life and move on anytime you're stuck anytime you're unsure about i heard a great phrase recently anytime that you are telling yourself that you're going to leave it for a little while it's pretty much a sign that you are stuck you're just lost you've got no clarity you don't know where you're going i'm going to say that again anytime that you catch yourself telling you you're going to leave it you know i'm going to leave it for a little while and just see what happens it's basically an excuse it's you moving away from making a decision that you know you need to make because you just lost the clarity and you need to seek that out you need to seek out what is you know work with a mentor coaching group mastermind whatever it will be uh to figure out what's next and and i think that's the path that's the that's the journey that i've been on over the last five or six years 
why I think we've evolved so quick is that any time that I get to that point of, of the bullshit excuse of, you know, I'm, I'm just going to leave this for a little while, um, I seek out mentorship, I'll, I'll reach out to somebody, I'll join a program, I'll do something. And it just kickstarts a direction that, that I probably knew I needed to go in anyway. Um, I just got the encouragement to go do it. So we're generally having a time of our lives, Polgoff Media uh, Global now, uh, loving it. And, and I think one of the reasons is because of the topic that we're going to talk about today. Uh, it's staff, it's team. I'm a huge fan of, of staff. I'm a huge fan of people. They can be equally as frustrating. You know, it's almost kind of like with kids sometimes. Um, my kids, they, they sort of seem to go from one extreme to the other. Um, one minute you're you just want to tear your hair out and the next minute you just can't help but but laugh and giggle and just feel amazing and and be you know be completely fulfilled at some of the things that they uh, they do but there seems to be nothing in the middle and if you're not careful staff can can uh, have you feeling that way as well and i think a lot of it is about how you see your team uh, what you see you know their role how you help them uh, how you coach them how you give them the direction um, success with team really comes down to you it's not so much to do with them as it is to do with you and it, 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 at very least it's a partnership um, there's an equal amount of responsibility to uh, get the best from your team so we're going to talk about that um, today so that's all happening the five cities in five uh, days trip will be announced very soon I'll tell you the exact locations I'm going to be uh, we're looking at heading up north to places like Boston, Portsmouth, uh, Long Island is in contention, Virginia possibly, uh, New Jersey finishing in New York. So we're going to kind of be around there. I don't know exactly where and what days yet, but that's kind of the path I'm looking at taking. And um, if you've got any suggestions for the global tour, if you're listening to this, uh, send me uh, a notification on Twitter at the Paul Goff or Instagram. Tell me who you are, where you are listening. And if you'd like me to come to your clinic, you're outside of the US, you're outside of Britain. Uh, I'd love to hear from you and uh, give me a reason to come to see your beautiful uh, town, wherever you are. And we'll uh, see if we can start formulating a world tour, which uh, which would be pretty cool to do uh to do a meetup uh, globally. So that's all, uh, it's all in the works. It's all in the works, that's for sure. So um, be sure to head over Instagram at the Polgoff. I'd love you to follow us, just uh, give us a, uh, a, a follow there and turn on the notifications. Uh, Jake and Amy are doing a great job for you putting out content. Uh, we'd hate for you to miss out on the videos as well that we are, um, that we're putting out for you that uh, if you're a business owner and you're serious about growing a business, um, we can give you three to five, seven, eight minute videos every single day just to give you insights into stuff that I'm sure will make your life easier. All right, so housekeeping over. Let's get on with the show. How much should you be doing if you have staff? So this is the age old problem, if you like, in business generally that when you employ people, we can go one of two ways. Either A, we can completely abdicate, in which case you bring somebody in and you expect them to do everything, or we go the opposite way. We bring somebody in and we're a complete control freak and we don't really let them do anything. I don't think either are a good place to be as a leader or of a business. You're, you're certainly not going to get anything if you bring somebody through the doors and you just expect them all to do everything, okay? Um, that's complete abdication and that is the, for me 
I actually think that's one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest places that that you know that you'll get stuck if you're bringing in uh, new members of staff is just because you're paying them. It seems to be a mentality that because I'm paying you twenty dollars an hour, I expect you to do certain things. And I have found that the more that people pay their staff, the more that they expect them to be able to do faster. So if they start to pay them thirty five dollars an hour, fifty dollars an hour. All of a sudden, it's well, you know, I'm paying them a lot. They should be doing even more, you know, and and often that gets confused with I expect them to be able to do these things, and therefore I shouldn't be wasting my time getting involved with any of the things that they are doing. And likewise, it's possible that we can pay, for example, a marketing director thirty dollars an hour, bring them in, but then not let them actually do anything because we've been so used to doing that role ourselves we are um we are so in love with it if you like that we don't want to give it up and i've watched this happen to um, clients that i've worked with particularly uh, one of them springs to mind in my ceo program who um this person wants to grow the business but is finding it very difficult to let it go bringing in a staff person and is paying this person i don't know let's say 45 dollars an hour 50 dollars an hour to be a pt but refuses to pass over clients can't let go just does not want to give up clients and therefore this person hasn't um, bought back any more time which is all we're doing with staff is buying back time and therefore the business is not going to grow because this person won't hand over clients wants to be involved in all of the uh, you know anything to do with a complex case or a past patient who they've seen before they keep jumping in and allowing that person to be put in on their schedule and as a result they've had a PT for over four months uh, who's at something like 45% capacity. Now, that's not the PT's fault per se. It's that this other person, the person running the business, won't give up control So or won't give up control. So you have to you have to learn to balance the two as a business owner. You have to get comfortable with giving up control, um, which is a huge thing for you to do. Uh, growth and control are inversely proportional. So what that means is the more growth that you want in business, the more that you're going to have to get comfortable giving up control. Is that not true in life? I wonder. The more that you grow as a person, the more that you have to give up control. If you look around life, I'm speaking about this a lot recently with with members of my programs uh, and waxed lyrical about it recently on a mastermind call, that a huge problem that you see in life and in society and particularly in relationships is that people are um, trying to get control by keeping control. So you see a guy or a girl who gets together and they they you know the guy wants to control the girl and he and he feels like if he controls the girl or vice versa by the way it can happen um the only way to stay in control is to keep in control of the person don't let them go places don't let them do things don't let them wear certain things the guy feels like he's in control if he does that and really he's actually out of control and it's the same with the girl that she doesn't want him to go places she doesn't want him to go on holidays with the guys he doesn't she doesn't want him to go away for the weekend she doesn't want him going out to nightclubs and in bars or restaurants so she'll pull him back all the time she'll stop him from going trying to stay in control and the again the reality is both of those people are then not in control they feel like by pulling this person in that they're in control and the reality is that internally they're more and more afraid they're more and more out of control and you see that spiral that negativity that toxic this if you like uh transcends the relationship and in the end it's it's two people who uh, don't trust each other there's no real uh there's no real uh desire for wanting each other to be happy and so on um that you see now in many many relationships it's the it's the uh 
it's just the most obvious sign to spot when you're aware of it and what's happening that's because to grow to to you know to branch out if you like to become who you want to be in life the way to be in control of your life is to get comfortable giving up that control and to be comfortable with wherever your you know your partner your husband your boyfriend your wife wants to go whatever they want to do you have to be comfortable with letting them go and the fact that you can give up that control actually puts you in control i'll say that again the fact that you are comfortable giving up control of what they wear and where they go and who they speak to put you in control because ultimately what we're worried about is how we feel if something goes wrong well when you learn to or when you accept and realize that you're in control of how you feel if and when these things go wrong there's the key to being in control now it's the same in business when we bring employees in what i love about business um, and life it's exactly the same and the sooner that people accept this the better that there is absolutely nothing different about success in life and success in business in fact it's more important to focus on what's happening in your life if you want success in business how you run your life is how you run your business great phrase that i was uh, taught a few years ago that coincided with me stepping up my game personally my own disciplines habits and focus uh that coincided with a significant jump in profit in all of my businesses and, and success and fulfillment that i get from those businesses so if you want to be in control in a business right right now you might have a member of staff and you think that you need to stay in control and that you'll stay in control if you keep treating all the patients and you'll stay in control if you keep being involved in the phone calls and you'll keep answering all of the emergencies and you'll keep dealing with anything that looks like it's difficult right that's that's ultimately how uh, a lot of people will think that that's you know that's what a lot of people who employ people do it's also how and why you'll go home of an evening tired it's also why you'll go home on an evening frustrated it's also why you'll have a lot of distrust with your staff because you'll keep jumping in to do things but then when you're not there you'll expect them to do it for you and they can't work out why you keep shouting at them for uh, not being able to do something that you've always done in the past think about it it's a level of distrust that's been created that when you're around if you see the problem you see the challenge or you hear about the patient that needs help you'll jump in and do it right but then when you're not there you're on vacation your head is turned you're doing other things and the staff person then had to deal with that situation on their own and didn't do it right you hit the roof you you know you you're annoyed you're disappointed that they didn't do it but they can't work out why you would be disappointed because they've never really been allowed to do it for themselves in the past you've always jumped in and done it for them so that that is something that you have to learn to give up um i had a, a situation recently in one of the businesses such such a scenario where um one of my managers is going off on vacation and she said to me um we're gonna have to get these things done before i go because um you know I, i'm not overly sure that this other person can do it and i said all right why don't we not get it done before you go let this other person do it and i find out what type of employee I've got. I'd much rather know whether or not this person is capable than living in fear for the next five years that they may not be. Give me the pain now. I'd rather suffer the consequences in the next two weeks of that staff person fucking it up. And if they do, it'll be, you know, it'll be a decision that I'll need to make as to what needs to happen or you know, what, what training needs to be given and, or a decision that says, is this person even capable of doing this role? I'd rather know that now than spend the next three to five years living in fear of them not being able to do it and keeping them around that organization. 
that's a huge mindset shift when you start to live like that and that's when you start to feel more in control about your business rather than living in fearing about them screwing up allow them to screw up so that you know where you stand you either have somebody that can do the role and is going to stand on their own two feet or you start the recruitment process and for hiring advice head over to paulshiringbook.com <laughs> it's it's really is that simple um, but this is all about you being in control of you and your decisions and your actions right so how much work should you be doing if you have staff? Hopefully we're starting to, to answer the question. I'm going to give you a little bit more um, tactical advice. A formula that I use is called 10-80-10. You can write this down. 10-80-10. Now this is the principles that I uh, teach in my mastermind. Um, I haven't got obviously all that time to go into it in depth. So I'm just going to give you an overview of it. But it basically works like this. I'm a huge fan of moving things but trying not to touch them. Okay, It's a figurative way. It's a figurative way of running a business that I have people who can move things or who can touch these things. I have to help them move. So whether I want to create a marketing campaign, okay, I effectively need this thing to move, but I don't want to get involved in the Facebook ads. I don't want to get involved in Infusionsoft. I don't want to get involved in, in you know drafting up the ad and the graphics. That's not for me anymore, but I need it to work. I need it to happen. I need it to come to fruition. So I want to move it without touching it. And I live like that with my businesses and that's how we get so much leverage. So for example, we announced the five cities in five days trip in September. Now I'm, I'm going to be on that trip. I'll be on those flights. I'll be in those clinics, in those Ubers, sleeping in those hotels, in the restaurants that we agreed to do the meetups. But I'm not doing any of the organization of it, like nothing. I spent an hour explaining what I wanted to one of my, well, two of my team. Uh, which they now know what they need to do, you know, what resources they need, meetup.com, certain type of hotel that I like, the exact time that I want to fly, where we're going to fly to, all direct flights, less than an hour from each other, and so on and so forth. They have they have all of the, the you know, the understanding, if you like, of what the outcome is that is required, what the resources, and, you know, the times and the deadlines that I need this thing to happen, the form you know, that we're going to give to clients to fill out, to apply for me to come to their clinics, which will tell me all about their clinics and we can make a judgment on which is the best one for us to go to based upon, you know, what we're trying to get out of it. So I'm moving this thing, but I'm not necessarily touching it. That probably took me an hour to explain what I was looking for. And two members of staff are on that now. Um, they've been given deadlines and times in which to feed all of it back to me in terms of their progress and how it's going. I might have a few five-minute check-in calls over the next couple of weeks. But I'm not getting involved in it any more than that. And the next time that I you know, really get involved will be when the flight takes off in Orlando on, on September the 9th. So the, the staff are, are doing most of this for me. And if you look at my formula there in terms of the five cities in five days. So the first 10%, so the 10-80-10 formula, the first 10% is me basically announcing to my team that, that I want it. Me looking and sitting down and going, this is the plan. This is the big picture. This is what it needs to look like. This is the big goal. We want to get to five cities in five days. We want to be able to be in towns where people can drive to within an hour or two so they can come and meet us and sign some books. I want to be in clinics that have got staff that I can do front desk training uh, and also train their PTs. They've got to agree to let me bring my camera team in so we can record this whole thing and so on. So I spend the first hour, hour and a half, right? Right? that's the 10 then my team go to work so if I've spent an hour figuratively my team Sophie and Caitlin Sophie in Britain and Caitlin in Orlando will spend the 80% of the time on it so I spent the first 10% which was an hour figuratively the next 80% is Caitlin 
and Sophie working uh, to coordinate with the clients, book our flights, book the hotels, um, make sure that we can get there within you know 50 minutes or, or an hour of, of landing to the to the event, making sure that meetup.com is updated, that it's posted out on Facebook, that it's posted out in emails and announced on this podcast and so on and so forth. They're going to spend the next eight hours making it all happen. Then all I'll do is get involved for the last 10. Remember the formula is 10, 80, 10. I'll get involved for the last hour, the last 10, if you like, to make sure that the logistics are exactly as I wanted. You know, all is fine and dandy and there's nothing that is spooking me or alarming me to make sure that I just need to get on this flight in September. So when you see all of this happen, right, that's ultimately all I get involved in. If there was 10 hours spent, now there'll be more. If there was 10 hours spent on putting the five cities and five days uh, trip together, I'll have spent two hours on it. My team will have spent eight hours on it. So they did the chunk of the work, the tactical work, the flights, the clients, the emails, the back and forths, that you're just making sure all of the logistics are fine. But I did the initial 10%, which was the plan and the strategy and ultimately what I want to achieve. And then I did the last 10% just to make sure that it was done in the way that I want it. I'm not abdicating it. I'm not taking it for granted. I'm not uh, you know, turning a blind eye and just arriving on um, Monday morning to the airport in Orlando, then realizing they've sent me three hours or you know, I've got three connecting flights or a hotel which is outside of the city or just isn't you know, in a place that I want to be in as such. Um, I'm checking in on all of that a week or two before those flights take off. So it's called 10-80-10 and it's a formula that we work with our clients on in Mastermind when they start to bring new members in. Now the um, problem is it, it sounds great in theory but it can be quite deceptive. You can find yourself getting sucked in all of the time to doing more and more things uh, which ultimately in the end either exposes that you are a control freak and you will never grow a business if you are a control freak for the reasons I've just explained which is that growth and control are inversely uh, proportional or it exposes the fact that you have hired dummies, basically, and you need to head over to paulshiringbook.com uh, to figure out how to improve your hiring uh, system. So um, I'll give you three things that, that basically you need to consider. If you want to move things without touching it, right, that's my phrase, move it, but don't touch it. That's kind of what I've been taught over the last couple of years and how I've ascended so rapidly in businesses. Don't get involved in the tactical stuff. So your staff, in order for them uh, to follow, uh, or, or, or what I believe is the appropriate level of work, if you like, you know, from a strategic point of view, three things must be considered, or they must know three things. And here they are, write these down. What's the outcome? They must know what you want them to achieve. Number two, you must consider if they have the resources. Do they have the resources? So in my case, with Caitlin and Sophie on this trip, it's, do they have access to meetup.com? Do they have access to social media? Do they have access to my emails? Do they have access to the credit card to be able to book flights? Do they have a limit? Do they know the budget that we're spending? Um, do they have everything? Do they have my passport number? My uh, Do they have my TSA security number and so on? These are the resources that they need to be able to do this thing right for me. All of this is communicated early doors. And the third thing that they need is when it's all expected. So I give them a deadline of achieving certain things at a certain deadline. So if I don't communicate the outcome, I don't consider if they've got the resources, and I don't communicate when it's expected, I can't possibly 
expect to get a favorable outcome. I cannot possibly expect to get leverage from my team. I cannot possibly expect to get an ROI on the money that I'm paying my staff. And to think anything otherwise is barbaric. Now look, staff and team and people, this is a huge gray area for a lot of people. It's just the, the it's like the forbidden fruit, kind of like nobody wants to go there when it comes to, to growing a business. Everybody wants to talk to you about marketing. Everybody wants to talk to you about Facebook and Google, which is fine. But I'm telling you now from the, the hundreds and hundreds of clients that we're dealing with now on a daily basis, the mastermind and CEO, this is where you're going to get stuck. Very, very quickly start thinking about if you want to grow a business, you can only do it with team. But you can't just bring them in and abdicate. And at the same time, you can't just bring them in and expect them to do everything. This is my uh, view of the world, if you like, when it comes to how do you get the best out of team. And it's something that I do think we're, we're very good at, you know, in the Polgoff Physio Rooms. We're very good at in Polgoff Media. We have wonderful, wonderful culture. We have great teams. We achieve outcomes. We hit things. It's one of the first things that people tell me once they've worked other places. I've just brought in a brand new finance guy. We've had people who've worked in call centers and uh, different organizations, you know, in there, you know, over the last five, 10, 15 years. And one of the things that sets us apart that they tell me is that when we announce something it actually gets done and it gets done because I have this type of mentality so you know if you wanted me to give you some examples of how I might get stuff done in the in the marketing team if you like for the physio um, it usually starts with a whiteboard and I literally stand in front of my team they'll be sat around a desk I'll get the whiteboard out and if we're planning a new marketing campaign or we're you know look we're only a couple of months away from Christmas I'll already be, well, certainly by September, I'll be starting to think about what does our offers need to look like for the for the fall? What do they need to look like for Christmas? I'll be there with a whiteboard. I'll talk about big picture. I'll talk about what we're going to give away, how we're going to give it away, um, the, the headlines, the offers, the price. I'll be involved in all of that. And then I'll leave it alone. I won't get involved in the emails. I won't get involved in the leaflets that are made up. I won't get involved in anything. I'll see them at the other end before they go live. But ultimately, my first hour is done on a whiteboard, you know, the big picture. This is what I want to achieve. Uh, this is the outcome. So the outcome might be that we sell $10,000 in December of pamper packages uh, to our customers for their friends and family. So that's what's the outcome. That's the outcome that I want. Back to my three things that I suggested that you must have. The outcome is that we sell $10,000 worth of uh, pamper package massages to our clients for their friends and family because we are able to acquire cash very quickly but at the same time we're also able to acquire other customers so the current customers are buying me new customers there's leverage the second thing do they have the resources so do they have a budget for creating leaflets do they have a time budget do they have the time you know to do it which is a resource uh, do they have access to infusionsoft uh, do they have access to indesign to be able to create the leaflets and when it's expected well, I want them ready for 15th of November. You know, people start to be buying their gifts and presents. So we'll we'll have that meeting in September, which is only a couple of weeks away. And again, that's the thought process that must go in. You can't stumble into to Christmas promotions. You can't stumble into a Thanksgiving promotion, for example, the, the week before Thanksgiving. You should be starting to think about Thanksgiving promotions sometime in September so that you are ready for it. My job really is to stay at the highest possible level, the biggest, biggest picture now of this business and have people underneath me who can do it tactically. So I get involved with my team um, at the uh, coaching level, at the strat uh, strategy level. If you watch any of my videos on YouTube, you'll see me coaching my team. You'll see me answering their questions. That to me is the highest form of leverage. If I can sit 10 members of staff in front of me for two hours and answer their questions, record the whole thing and give it to them to watch back, 
there is not a better use of my time you can see their eyes opening you can see them getting uh breakthroughs you can see them starting to to understand the penny starts to drop figuratively if you like as to what we're trying to actually achieve in the business and that needs to be hammered home time after time after time after time after time and i think one of the things that i've learned as a, a ceo of of uh you know multi-million pound group now multi-million dollar group worldwide is that you think that once you've said something that your team will get it really the secret of being successful in in um in business and getting more from your team which is what this is about is not not off not failing to understand that they need to hear the same thing over and over and over again and never getting frustrated telling them it you have to keep communicating keep communicating and keep communicating what you expect keep communicating what the vision is keep communicating what you want to achieve keep communicating how you want to achieve it so for clarity what you want to achieve is a million dollars in revenue how you'll achieve it is by getting a hundred new clients every month an arrival rate of 95 percent a patient visit average of 10 an average patient spend of a thousand dollars those are the things uh, in terms of how you will achieve it so what you want is the big picture the wish list the i want to make a million great how are we going to do that you'll keep communicating that to your staff so they know that the arrival rate has to be a certain level they know that patients have to have so certain number of sessions they know that two out of ten people need to buy orthotics and so on that's what you must do as a business owner to keep communicating with your staff and never ever ever show any ounce of frustration no matter how many times you you tell it I have a lot of my clients who tell me one of the things that they admire about uh, my coaching is that often I get asked the same question just in different ways on coaching calls and I never ever get frustrated about giving the answer the questions ultimately never change um, but the way I tell the story might in terms of what the answer is and one of the reasons I never get frustrated by giving the same answer is that I'm acutely aware the empathy if you like um, that needs to be displayed is that it often takes seven eight nine ten goals for people to truly understand it for the tree to fall if you like you have to you know bring the axe out and chop it many many times for it to fall over and then a lot of times people will say to me paul i i get it now you'll you'll be listening to this podcast and i'll be saying the same thing sometimes just with a different a different story and eventually you'll get the concept you'll grasp what i'm trying to say and you'll say well if he'd have just explained it like that 25 podcasts ago the reality is that i did say what i said the reality is that you weren't ready to hear it you just weren't ready to hear it at that point if i'd have told the story in the way that you got it 25 podcasts ago you possibly wouldn't have got it because you needed to hear it told you to you five six seven different ways multiple times over and over and over and over again for the penny to drop which is in the end when it does the light bulb goes off the breakthrough happens and you get off and you go implement it and that's what it's about that's what coaching's about that's what being involved in a mastermind group is about that's what being in a room with us is all about i can't stress it enough i feel sorry for people who just like they just won't engage they just won't get their asses out of a car and stop listening to podcasts who won't stop watching fucking videos on youtube you've got to get in a room you've got to get accelerate the, the speed in which that this stuff absorbed into your into your brain you've got to hear it in different environments 
understand that your brain, if you keep listening to a podcast in the same car or in the gym every morning, eventually your brain is zoning out. It's not hearing things. You're not in a place for it to be absorbed or to be stimulated. You need to be in different environments. You need to be around different people. All of these things must and ought be understood that if you want to reach peak performance, this is why seminars exist. It's why online classes exist. It's why different environments are required. It's why business owners have got to get the hell out of their office. I said it on a podcast recently. There's no prizes for you being that office 15 hours a day for 51 weeks of the year. You will not get an award from me. I, I'd, I'd, I'd call you foolish for, for doing it and I, and I would do it to irritate the life out of you uh, hoping that it would cause a little bit of a change. But there's there's no awards and there's no prizes for you sitting and listening to podcasts day after day after day after day after day. Because in the end, your brain just, it just zones out. It's the creativity, the space that you're in, the environment that you're in, all collides collectively with the information to allow you to listen and hear something. Keyword, actually hear it. These things need to go in and, and, and arrive in your brain and make a profound change so that ultimately at the other end, you take different action and therefore get different um, results. So there's there's my answer. Uh, it's never tactical. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I've had a lot of business coaches who would say, how much time, you know, should you be doing if you uh, have stuff as little as possible? Or they should be doing everything. You know, well, you're paying them $20 an hour and therefore they, what a lot of shit. Like that's not that's not the answer. Ultimately, uh, it's a much bigger topic that we could do a, a, a two-week seminar on. But my you know very simple tip for you: How much should you be doing if you have staff? I follow the 10-80-10 rule, and my phrase: Move it, but don't touch it. And three things that you need, uh, or you must ensure that your team have: What's the outcome? Do they have the resources? And resources could involve training, by the way. Do they have the scripts? You know, if they, if you're bringing a front desk person, do they even have the script? Do they have the training videos to watch, so that they can confidently answer the "Do you take my insurance?" question or "How much is it?" Those are the resources, and when is the result expected? So again, if you're bringing somebody in, uh, the outcome is that there is a patient visit average of nine. It's a brand new PT. Do they have the resources? Have you trained them? Have you set aside time in your schedule? Have you give them access to some of, for example, my videos? If you've got my training courses with all of this stuff inside of it, uh, do they have the resources? Um, to do that and when is the result expected you want to see them uh, have a patient visit average of nine by 90 days of employment that's ultimately how we start to get the best out of staff and if they're not able to do it you either have hired the wrong person um, or you haven't communicated the expectations um, well enough so hopefully you uh, take something from that it's not about abdication uh, it's not about staying in control uh, the only way to stay in control uh, is actually to get comfortable giving up control. If you want to grow a business, you have to get very, very comfortable uh, with that philosophy, which is very, very difficult for healthcare practitioners to do. And here's why. You are trained to be logical. You are trained to be in control throughout your entire evaluation <coughs> Sorry, with patients. You feel in control. You access logic. You access research. And that is the complete opposite of ultimately what it takes to be successful with growing a business. It's giving up control. Feeling as though you're letting these things go is what causes people to become uh, horrible bosses, bad bosses, arrogant, ignorant, uh, sometimes aggressive versions of themselves because they're trying harder and harder to stay in control by controlling people uh, and they're realizing it isn't working. The only thing 
that points to uh, is an insecurity in yourself. And the only way to fix that is to accept that you will be comfortable with whatever the consequences are. If a staff member fucks up, who gives a fuck? As long as it's not reckless, as long as it's not going to bring the house down, we want to know if they're going to fuck up. That's how we get in control because we can make changes then. But if we live in fear, we hide under the bed figuratively from the inevitable doomsday that that person's going to cause you, then what can we do about that? Other than live in fear about the inevitable actually happening. So that's huge. And I hope you take that from, from me from this podcast. The 108010 is good. But ultimately, that if you want to grow a business, you've got to get very comfortable giving up control. And that's why, to, to go back to all the time, why I keep banging on about you having an understanding of your KPIs and your metrics and your critical drivers. If you know what's happening in that business in terms of the critical drivers that we speak about in Mastermind uh, and at my strategic planning day, you know, what, are, uh, the, uh, what are the things that are happening in your business? Uh, exactly who's responsible for them? At what level are you right now against what you need to be at if you want to achieve your million dollars? Once you have that data, once you have that framework, once you have that cockpit, if you like, that we call it in Mastermind, once you have those things going on, that's how you get in control of a business. And it's very easy for you to give up control in terms of letting people fly or, or, or not. It, it doesn't really matter. Stop attaching uh, your gratification and your, you know, your fulfillment and your success to whether or not these people do stuff for you. Get comfortable giving up control. It'll change your life. It'll change your relationships. It'll change your business. It'll change your outlook. It'll uh, change friendships and just your perception of time all of a sudden becomes more available to you because you're not consumed by fear and doubt that sadly 99.9% of this world are. And I'll, I'll, the more that I uh, travel and the more that I meet people and the more that I'm in you know, different situations, the more that I see that's the killer. Uh, people are literally consumed by fear and doubt almost completely. 99.9% .9 of their thoughts are negative, fearful, worrying over stuff that might happen could happen because they are not comfortable ultimately giving up control and they are unable to accept that no matter what the fuck happens you'll be fine whatever point you are at in your life right now you've got here you're all right you're still breathing you're still alive you've probably got a little bit of money in your pocket might not be as much as you want you live most likely in a nice apartment or a house might not be as big or as nice as you want but you're all right. You are watching TV tonight. You've got a phone in your hand. It might not be the exact phone you want or the exact TV that you want, but it's a TV. You're able to speak to your parents, hopefully. You're, you know, If they're alive, you're able to speak to friends and family. Uh, if you want, you could write a letter. You, like, you have so many choices and things available to you um, that is a testament to the fact that you've got here so far. You'll, you'll survive and you'll do all right. Whatever happens, uh, don't uh, be clinging to, to you know, feeing, uh, being fearful and doubtful over what staff may or may not do. Give me the shit now. That's what I always say to my team. Uh, fucking bring it on. Like, give me the shit right now. I'd rather deal with it because dealing with the shit's easier than worrying about the shit happening. Isn't that true? Anyway, I'm going to leave you with that. Hopefully you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, I'll get a couple more out for you before, um, before baby leave. And obviously I'll be back in touch to let you know whether it's boy or girl and, uh, and names. So anyway, thanks for, um, thanks for listening. I do appreciate you being there. 
uh, means the absolute world to me. Give me a uh, subscribe on Instagram and uh, at the Paul Goff. We're on YouTube, the Paul Goff, and uh, tenors on notifications and subscriptions on iTunes and whatever other platform these things are on uh, that producer Jake puts me on that I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I think it's Anchor that he's got me on recently that has now put me in more places than I ever knew were possible. Anyway, um, that's what's going on. Hopefully you enjoy the show. Leave us a review. Uh, thanks to Infusionsoft, the sponsors. Paul at paulgoff.com if you want some help with your systems, your Infusionsoft to be able to scale and grow this business. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and help you. Thanks for being there and uh, I'll speak to you again. Uh, very very soon have a wonderful day thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience if you're brand new to Paul's world head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best selling marketing book for physical therapists or if you've been listening to the show for a while you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.